You know, a lot is made about how Canada doesn't have a lot of military equipment to send Ukraine uh, in this war against Russia. It's it's true, we don't, but there are exceptions, and one of them is armored vehicles that are being made by a Toronto-based company called Rochelle Defense Solutions. Uh, they're based right near Pearson Airport out in Mississauga. More than 100 of their armored vehicles have been ordered and delivered since, not just by Canada, but by NATO allies and so forth, with more to come. It's a remarkable story because they didn't exist a decade ago. Global National's Mike Drolet went to find out more about the company and the car. The threat of death and destruction is so close when you're just 30 kilometers from the Russian border. Ukrainian forces reclaim this region in the northeast, but there's no trophy, just a ravaged landscape, a constant reminder the Russians could return. Nine months into the Russian invasion, Ukrainian soldiers know what they need to quickly get in and out of hot zones. In the early months of the war, the equipment wasn't great. Pickup trucks, SUVs, and eventually captured Russian tanks. But now they have a much better option. That option is called the Senator, and it is built by Rochelle. They build vehicles for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, uh, NASA, and so forth. But this one... This one is a bit of a game changer. It could become Canada's most noticeable contribution to the war in Ukraine. Joining me now with more on this is Global National reporter Mike Drolet. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Good to talk to you again. This is an interesting story because, as you point out, not many people would know that one of the most uh, admired armored vehicles on the roads in Ukraine is made beside Pearson Airport. How did you how did you land on the story? Well, we, we I mean, we knew that uh, Canada had supplied eight armored vehicles. So we looked into it. We said, where'd they come from? And they came from this tiny little company that's, well, I don't know about tiny anymore, but this company is new. It's only been around for six years. And they've really only started making a name for themselves with armored vehicles in during this conflict in Ukraine. So we looked into it, found out, uh, you know, a little bit more about them and got the tour. The uh, it's, it's It's an amazing little place that they have there. It is, because how they build them is fascinating. They, they managed to build them. I mean, you and I were both in light armored vehicles in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. right? So we have some familiarity with what they're like. These look... Um, uncomfortable. Yes, very uncomfortable. These look uh, great, to be honest. Yeah, well, remember how the air condition never worked in the in the labs in Afghanistan? That's right. Yes. Never, because there was so much dust. Well, these things are amazing. They're built on the chassis of a Ford F-550, and then... That's the only thing that they bring in. Everything else is they manufacture themselves. So they have this this amazing plant floor, and uh, it's just, it, I mean, it's set up in a big donut, and then the truck just sort of goes around, and it gets, you know, gets its doors here, it gets the its side panels here, they put on the windows there, uh, and then they they just manufacture the whole thing, and uh, they they finish two a day. Now they don't finish it from start to finish two a day, but they're pushing out two a day. It takes a couple of weeks to put one together. That's pretty a pretty remarkable pace. I, I mean, it, the bit about the company of Rochelle, because they started off, uh, and you mentioned this in your story, they really made their name uh, kind of perfecting the armored vehicle for transporting money, right? Well, the guy who uh, founded it, his name's uh, Roman Shimonov. He worked in the intelligence unit in the Israeli army. And uh, that's about all he'll say about that. There's yeah. a little, there's Bit a lot of secrecy. About yeah. It's interesting when you talk to him. Ev- everything with him is related back to his time in the Israeli military right. with uh, with the intelligence. Everything he does 
every lesson he ever learned from there, he brings into his life now. It's it's fascinating. Uh, and so, you know, he came to Canada about 10 years ago and he started up this company and he was originally just up armoring personal cars. And then he's like, you know, well, we, I need to find a, a problem, a problem that I can solve. And he saw that most, uh, and, and he researched it, and he found that most of the armored car heists were inside jobs. So he said, you know what, I can do this better with going back to his time in the Israeli army and the intelligence unit. And, uh, and he said, so how do we cut out the, I guess, the human element to be able to make sure that these are safer? So he's, uh, he showed me inside. We're not allowed to show it inside because it's all secret, secret, secret. But he's got these these armored cars now where um, it's there's people back. The dispatch has control. The people in the car have a little control. A whole bunch of different people. So it's impossible for any one person or any two people to be able to get control of this vehicle. And they don't even have access to all the money inside the vehicle. It's all sort of compartmentalized. And uh, there's a door on the side. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And he, and he did this and uh, brought it to this massive company, Garda, which I'm sure you've heard of. And they've since bought well over 100 of them. And they want to re uh, replace their entire fleet with these things. And I asked them, I said, so how many of these things have been hit? And he says, zero. I go, well, I mean, it's got to be about what, 1%. So he goes, no, zero, 0.0%. 0. None of them have been robbed so far. Not a dollar been taken. One of this. How did he end up? I mean, the senator is a, a very Canadian name. How did he then end up from this successful venture in the armored car or in the armored vehicle business? Well, I mean, again, probably back to his military. And he right. actually built one. He, they built the first one of the senator's back in, in 2018, and they built a few, and they were selling them to, you know, some security agencies, uh, you know, some uh, yeah, to NASA, actually, I think was their first sale, and NASA was using them. And then they just sort of ramped up. And then when it came, when Canada was looking to be able to, we need to help Ukraine out, they said, well, we've got the light armored vehicles by General Dynamics, and they bought 39 of those, but those are still on their way. They, they're not even there yet. And these guys were like, well, you know what? We can actually pump these things out because we have a workforce that's really dedicated. We do everything in-house and we're able to get two done a day. And so far, they've delivered over 100. Uh, the first eight were bought by Canadian taxpayers uh, and the rest were bought by uh, NATO and European allies. And then they've got another 100 on their way. And then next year, they say that they're going to ramp up production to build about 1,000 of them. They can't do it in this in the factory they're in now, so they've actually, you know, got a second place that's uh, nearby. And uh, I mean, they're hiring, hiring, and hiring. It's remarkable because you know Canada is often criticized for not being able to provide the kind of equipment that mm -hmm. the Ukrainian military needs, and yet we have this. So it's uh, it's interesting how it fills that void a bit. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, what's Canada done military-wise uh, for other countries? And that's I mean, we provide people. You know, it goes back to the peacekeeping days, you know, back in the 60s, you know, the blue hats. Uh, and then, you know, we took we take part in some of the conflicts. We've uh, been overseas, I guess, like in Bosnia and then obviously Afghanistan, we know very well. Uh, so it, it, and, you know, Canada really in terms of like we provide people, we provide ideas, we provide expertise. You know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Expertise. Yeah. And we're training a lot of Ukrainian troops right now. Canada's trained, uh, I think I, the number is 34,000. Over in the UK, they've trained them, up-trained them. And uh, so they're, they're doing their part there. But then they said, well, what can we help in terms of actually like stuff? And uh, a lot of the technology is, is drone technology, camera technology. But now with this, it's actually light armored vehicles. And we're, we asked uh, Anita Anand about it. And she said, you know what? This is, she got excited. She was like, you know, this is great. 
that we can now actually sell ourselves as somebody, as a country, that this is our sort of our specialty. And, you know, they can sort of piggyback on the idea that on this company and you know, they've done well, very well. Mike Drolet is with us this half hour. He's a Global National Senior Correspondent. Of course, we're talking about a story that he has airing on the new reality tomorrow night on Global at uh, 7 p.m. about uh, armored vehicles made in Toronto, in Mississauga, uh, by a company called Rochelle. The vehicle is called the Senator. They're seeing great use in Ukraine. They've been purchased both by Canada, by allies as well, by NATO. The Ukrainian army likes them. And as you found out, uh, Mike, there are Ukrainians building them, which is a really interesting part of this story. Well, if you, you have to go back to, I guess, the, the history of this, of this company and the, the founder, this guy named Roman Shimonov, who is uh, Israeli-Canadian, came to Canada 10 years ago. Uh, his wife is Ukrainian. So he's got that connection. He says that he, was, he likes to sit in front of the TV with his son and say, and say look, you see, dad built that. And uh, it, that's really important for him. But, you know, obviously this, this company is growing and they're, they're pumping out two of these a day. And uh, they need welders. So he's looking around and he's like, well, I mean, the, the job market in Canada, it's so hard to find specialty people, really people with like a lot of experience. And uh, lo and behold, it, they're able to reach out through the Ukrainian connections and find out that there was a bunch of Ukrainian refugees who escaped this war. They're not soldier type people, but they're welders and they work hard. And this is the best part. They're motivated because what are they building? They're building armored personnel characters that are going to go with carriers that are going to be going back to Ukraine to be able to help the people of Ukraine. So they feel good about it. So there are 200 uh, plus workers, uh, roughly 30 are from Ukraine. And this one guy, his name was Volodymyr. Um, yeah, you meet him. You meet him. He's a big guy. You're a big guy. He's a big guy. Yeah. He almost broke my hand. I shook his hand. Yeah. Yeah, and, there's, a, there's a good picture of it. You mentioned it in the story. It's great. But I mean, I mean, you you know me, right? I mean, yeah. like I am a big guy, right? And this guy grabbed my hand, and I thought it was like he was shaking the hand of a five year old. I I, th- I think I mean you could probably hear the crunch on camera. It's it was something else. It was remarkable. I asked him. I said, "Wow, geez, you know if uh, if the average Ukrainian is as strong as you, this war shouldn't last too long." And he said. Uh, all the strong Ukrainians are over there still. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was pretty, he was pretty, I mean, he was pretty deferent about the whole thing. But man, he he's he's obviously working fast, right? That was the, what came yeah. out of the story is that he's able to, he's doing the work of many. Well, they have, I mean, this, the equipment that they're building there, the, 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 I guess the doors and all the different uh, sidings and stuff. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's major steel. This is heavy stuff. I mean, these vehicles are not light. And, uh, you know, they have forklifts and stuff. And every once in a while, apparently he'll go over and he'll just grab a door and <laughs> lift it up to be able to move it. And I don't think I could have lifted it. And they say that he does the work of 20 guys. And it, I mean, they said that to me, Randy, okay, whatever that's. And then you meet him and you go, okay, yeah, he does the work of 20 guys. Yeah, I get that. No, for sure. You actually tested out the uh, the 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 armored aspect of this, both the glass and the and the, and the armor itself, uh, the steel. You uh, you fired at it. And you fired quite well, by the way. Well, you say that incredulously. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's tough, though. That's that. The pressure's on, you know. It, there is a lot of pressure. And, you know, the guys I worked with didn't think I hit the broadside of a barn, much less, you know, a bulletproof glass. And and yet I was able to put, uh, you know, all the, the targets. I was able to get uh, nice tight shots in there. Uh, we used a variety of weapons. We used the the two two three, 
Right. And uh, 7.62 millimeter, which is the most common uh, round that they're going to be facing with the Russians, uh, plus the nine millimeter handgun, which just bounces off. And and the bulletproof plating, it just none of that stuff even dented it. It barely scratched it. And uh, the glass, I thought it would go through because, you know, as well as I do, when they say bulletproof, there's nothing that's really bulletproof. Like a bulletproof vest for a certain type of gun, it doesn't work. Right. But for this glass, uh, I put, you know, three shots from the 223 in the same spot. Plus then I shot the, the 7.62, which I was less accurate with, but I still put them right in there. And I was like, for sure that's dented. And I went and sure enough, I mean, it's all uh, spider webbed, but then I looked to the other side and I, and it was completely smooth. It hadn't damaged the glass from the yeah. inside. And we have video from just, you know, a couple of weeks ago of there was a Russian missile that, uh, that hit right next to one of these vehicles. And uh, I mean, the vehicle looks like it's a bit of a mess. I mean, the tires shot up and, uh, the glasses is uh, spider webbed again, but nobody was hurt inside. And I expect from your report that we're going to see more of them over there as well. That in fact we we should expect to see a whole bunch of senators in Ukraine in the not too distant future. Well, there's uh, I mean I've said that there there's a hundred over there right now. They're shipping them over all the time. I mean as I said, there's two that are finished every day. Uh, there's another hundred that are slated to go over. And you know, uh, and Trudeau just announced another five hundred million dollars in military aid. Uh, but they haven't uh, talked about the details of that yet. I mean, for for sure, there's going to be far more over there. All of them being built in a, in a factory space right near Pearson Airport in Toronto. It's a fascinating story. Mike, thanks so much. Thanks a lot.